Hello and welcome to another podcast with Coach Martin Miller here from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and of course Initial-Impact.com. If you're looking for ways to help improve your English, whether you're a native speaker or non-native speaker, perhaps you're trying to uh, get yourself a job overseas or launch your career or product, maybe you're an entrepreneur, but you need a great expressive level of English to help you do that, then you're in the right place. Um, these podcasts and also my both of my websites are packed full of tips and advice to help you achieve your goals. And that's what I'd like to help you do today. Also, you can always get a free 30-minute Zoom session with me to check your level of English. Maybe you're a doctor or medical professional wanting to pass your OET to get into Australia. And more recently, America is now starting to accept OET as evidence of suitable uh, level to practice. Um, then you can get a session with me too. Also, IELTS practice. And many of you are studying at the moment for IELTS. I'm supporting so many of you. It's ridiculously good. <laughs> um, and you're all doing amazing work. But I want to help with more of you. So again, you can check out my IELTS services on ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com. Whether it be you want a level check, live one-to-one -one active coaching, or maybe you just want to take advantage of you know, the service where you can send in your written tasks and your spoken tasks and then get critique from me, not in real time, but when it suits you. All of those services are available for you. So today I'd like to discuss something about expressions to express yourself. And many times you'll notice that uh, English speakers who are native, we use a lot of idioms and very interesting sort of phrases to express how we feel. Um, sometimes, though, um, we don't we don't discuss the ones that really will be helpful for you to use yourself to express your feelings and emotions. Um, many times we'll hear the standard ones like, you know, hold your horses, put things on the back burner, um, being in hot water. Today, I wanted to do something a little bit different and help you express your surprise. And I suppose from my point of view, I just have to be really surprised by the response here on the podcast and also my YouTube. Check out my YouTube. If you haven't already subscribed, please follow the link down below because I've got a lot more um, helpful information and advice, not just on English, but also careers and how to earn money online. Loads of tips there too. So do check that out too. Follow the link down below. Get to the Coach Mark in the Middle channel on YouTube. Um, I've been surprised by the reaction to both the podcast and the YouTube, um, and of course, articles that are coming very soon on Medium. So watch out for that. Shortly, you're going to be able to access my writing online as well, and working so hard to try and create resources that will help you. So I suppose it's been kind of out of the blue that this response that I've received has come to me. Now, what does that mean? If I use out of the blue, well, what does that mean? If something comes out of the blue, it usually means something sudden and completely unexpected. Okay. So if we were trying to use that in the sentence, as I just said there, I've been surprised. You know, the reaction that I had and the great support I've had both on YouTube and the podcast has come out of the blue. All right. Just out of nowhere. I didn't expect to get the response that I have. So that's a lovely expression. You might use it, for example, to say, I, I got my results on my test and I wasn't expecting to pass, but out of the blue, I did. Okay. All right. Now, another way that we can express our surprise or kind of, you know, whoa, okay, not sure what's going on here, you could say, I have to do a double take. To do a double take. Well, what does that mean? So I'll give you some context here. Like in the first one, we could say, building on the first one, I got my results the other day in the post. They came out of the blue. I didn't expect to pass. In fact, I was so surprised I had to do a double take at the paperwork to check I really had passed. So what a double take means, to do a double take, it means to take a second look at something. Because usually you're surprised or so shocked, you can't 
check it again, right? So out of the blue, I did pass my eye out. I didn't expect it. I was so shocked I had to do a double take, okay? Then we also might add to be taken by surprise. So that's slightly different than out of the blue. So out of the blue means something sudden and completely unexpected, right? Goes against everything that you had ever thought possible, okay? To be taken by surprise means to be startled by someone or something, to catch someone off guard. Um, something that happens when you're really not ready for it, okay? So it means that usually it might have shocked you a little bit or shocked somebody else, okay? And it caught them off guard. So, you know, let's build on this whole conversation about getting your eye out. So again, you know, I got my eye out result the other day, completely out of the blue, I passed. <laughs> I was expecting to fail. In fact, I was so shocked I had to do a double take. And then I became so excited that I ran around and knocked on my friend's house on the door. But they didn't answer it, okay? So I went round into the garden and I saw that they were in the garden. So I yelled over the fence, said, Oi, I passed. And they were so startled, I took them by surprise because they weren't expecting to find me yelling over their fence. Okay, right. So in that instance, you can see that we caught somebody else here and we took them, so we took them by surprise. And they would say, Oh, I was taken by surprise. Coach Mark ran around and shouted over my fence. Okay, so listen to the different tenses there. If you take someone by surprise, they were taken by surprise, and you took them by surprise. Okay, so I took my friend by surprise, and I yelled over the fence, I passed my eye out. Okay, and then build on that further, I guess you could say, I caught, I caught my friend off guard. So to be caught off guard, now that's weird, isn't it, right? Okay, and where did these where did these come from? Right. Think about caught off guard. Guard is kind of like somebody either in the military or somebody maybe defending something. Think of the, the King of England, okay, and palace and all the guards, right? Okay. So if you're caught off guard, if you're off guard, if you're not guarding, you're kind of unguarded, right? You are not guarding. And if you're not guarding, then bad things might happen, right? Okay. So if you don't have your guards protecting you, bad things can happen. So it means to be taken seriously by surprise, okay? Really, you're not prepared for it. and could be a little bit, a little bit like unnerving maybe. So in that sentence, you could say, yeah, I took my friend by surprise. And I guess you could say that we're a bit caught off guard, you know? Um, maybe, let's just say, maybe they were in the garden and they weren't expecting to see me at all, right? Okay, so I caught them off guard. It was really a bit of a shock for them to, to find me yelling over their face. Right, they weren't prepared for me to be doing that. Now, we have another expression in English to stop dead in one's tracks. Now, let's just talk about the royal, the royal wheel, the royal one. Okay, it is a strange thing in English where we will sometimes find ourselves referring to ourselves here instead of myself. You can hear I'm saying ourselves. We refer to ourselves as sometimes like a, another person. So to be stopped in one's tracks, one, okay, is actually meaning my, okay? One is not amused, okay? The very late and greatly missed Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, she used to say one, one is not amused, okay? One, one is not amused. So it means I or my, because in this case, I'm not amused, I'm not happy, I'm not kind of, I'm not enjoying this, right? One is not amused. 
okay? So to stop dead in one's tracks and simply to basically stop dead in my tracks. Now dead, let's just talk about and break this down. We know what stopping is in this case, like, okay, everything's come to a halt. That's a nice word, H-A-L-T, okay? Halt, halt, listen to that sound. So if we stop dead, okay, to halt, okay, dead in one's tracks now it doesn't mean that you died okay to stop dead means it's just instant because let's face it if you did die you might just drop dead on the spot we don't want that to happen to any of us thank you but let's talk about what it means to be dead just means to cut off gone finito okay finito you hear hear what i'm using here this is what english english speakers will do natively we will throw in other languages at times finito okay italian all right finito Finito, finished, okay, to stop dead in one's tracks. So it just means finished, okay? So just completely everything halts, comes to a grinding halt. Listen to that, a grinding halt. Imagine a train, it's running out of steam, old-fashioned steam train is just grinding to a halt and then stopped on the track, okay? So to stop dead in one's tracks literally means, in a way, think about the train track, right? You can't go any further, you're on that rail, and you can't get off it, okay? Or your tracks. Sometimes we say if I'm going up a mountain, I'm following a mountain track. When I used to live in the Canary Islands, I used to go up tracks on mountains and make my own tracks. So our tracks, basically, the path that we are creating, whether it be a literal path or a path in our life. You could say I am going off the beaten track, and I am definitely here. Going off the beaten track means going away from the original main purpose of something, okay? Or you can use it in um, exploring. You could say, we were going hiking the other day. We were on the road. We were following the map and the road. But then we took a shortcut and ended up going off the beaten track, meaning not using a well-used track. Okay, A beaten track means it's well-used by your feet. Your feet have beaten, beaten the grass or the gravel or whatever it is that you're walking on down. Flat. It's a very big track and easy to find. Going off the beaten track means going away, going away into the jungle, like here now in the Philippines, right? Having to hack your way through with a machete. Uh, machete is a very large, large knife, actually. Uh, very useful to have out here, i got to say, for many reasons, including getting through some of this jungle. So the point is this. I'm going off the beaten track myself in this conversation to go back, to stop dead in one's tracks, means to instantly stop moving after hearing or seeing something surprising, like, oh, you're that shocked, just stop dead in his tracks. Okay, so I could say, going back to our original sentence to build on it, out of the blue, I passed my eye out. Didn't expect that. I had to do a double take. I was just so shocked. Yeah, it was correct. Okay, and so what I did, I went round to tell my friend. I knocked on their front door, but no answer. So I went round the back of their house and they were in the garden and I yelled over the fence and I took them by surprise. I could say my friend was a little bit taken off guard. In fact, I stopped him dead in his tracks, okay? So I stopped him dead in his tracks because he was mowing the lawn. Okay, he was cutting the grass, mowing the lawn. We call it mowing in Britain, all right? But cutting the lawn, all right, with the, the lawnmower, okay? And he stopped dead in his tracks. He just stopped moving. You know, he switched off the lawnmower and just stood still. He wasn't prepared to see me there, okay? And I said to him, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean to drop a bombshell like this on you. Right. To drop a bombshell. Right. What does that mean? 
Well, we all sadly know when we see these these war zones, and some of my students, sadly, you do actually live in war zones. Um, so, you know, when you drop a bombshell, clearly it's not a pleasant experience at all. You know, it's just, boom, everything gets exploded up, right? So to drop a bombshell is to reveal something that is super surprising or super unexpected, to drop a bombshell. Usually, um, we would often use that in a very negative way, right? But we can use it in a positive way too. Um, you could say about maybe somebody got pregnant and then you might say, well, you know, um, I did have to drop a bombshell. I told them I was pregnant. They were delighted, but just totally unprepared for it. Okay. All right. So in this instance, we're not saying about that, but we are saying, gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. Isn't that word startle means surprise. Okay. It's a nice word to be startled. All right. To drop a bombshell. I didn't mean to drop a bombshell on you like this, but I'm just, so thrilled I passed my IELTS. All right, okay. Now, my friend then replied and said, well, yes, you certainly had the elements of surprise there. Mm, what does that mean? You certainly had the elements of surprise there. So that means my friend saying you did something kind of secretly to catch me off guard or surprise me, right? So usually with my friend, let's say usually I always ring them, to say, can I come round? Can I see you? Are you free? But this time I just ran round, so they were not surprised. Sorry, they were not ready for that surprise. Um, and because I just went round secretly, I I kind of done that um, without them being aware that that's what I was going to do. So they were secretly caught off guard and surprised. Also, and um, we can use element of surprise in this way. You might say, oh, to have a surprise party to celebrate, right? Coach Mark passing his IELTS. That would be fun, right? Okay. Uh, we need an element of surprise to plan the party without him finding out. Okay, so it means we've got to do it secretly. Element of surprise is something a bit secretive that you didn't you didn't know was going to happen. So you might be planning to have an element of surprise, or they might be. Okay, so if you're talking about it in business terms, we might say about our competitors. All right, um, our competitors seem to know everything that we're doing. They must be researching us. So we need to keep our plans more secretive. And have an element of surprise to our next marketing launch okay so to do something without the other party finding out okay and next we can say about making someone's or one's jaw drop so when i told my friend that i'd pass my IELTS, he also didn't expect me to do that his jaw dropped okay now you can imagine what that means your jaw is the bottom part of your mouth okay and dropping clearly falling open so when they open them out because they're so greatly surprised they've heard something unexpected and they, there's no words coming out they're just like dumbstruck that brings me to the next one to be struck dumb or to be dumbstruck we often say so obviously if you say somebody and it's not uh, how should we put this not as politically correct these days to be talking about whether someone is dumb but basically not being able to speak okay and I'll be doing another podcast shortly on political correctness and how to use the right terms for certain situations, because it is catching many of my students out. Um, and if that is you, then do listen out for that podcast. If you're unsure about how to deal with equality, um, diversity, inclusion, certain politically correct terms, okay, do check that out. I'm also going to be launching um, a fantastic service available to help you with cross-cultural training. So if you're looking to come and work in the UK, Europe, America, Canada, any of these developed countries, uh, Australia, New Zealand, then this cross-cultural training will absolutely zoom you in to 
finding out exactly what you need to know about the equality, diversity, inclusion within those countries and how you can ensure you don't make a huge error, okay? Because this is a hot topic. And if you mess up, and I will say mess up because sadly, it can have big repercussions for you. If you open your mouth and say something wrong, politically incorrect in some of these countries, actually in some countries, it can even get you into trouble with the law, all right? So you have to be really aware of that. And that's something that I think many, many people are shocked about, particularly my students coming from, say, the Asian countries, from the Middle East. Um, you're not prepared for that level of uh, policing. Um, yeah, policing, I would say, of your speech um, in a what you would think is a developed and democratic situation. But you will get cautions or possibly fined. At the worst case, maybe even taken in front of a judge. If you said something and repeatedly do something or say something that would be classed as being rather offensive, insightful um, or prejudiced against certain individuals or situations. So you have to be really careful. Also in business, you could get into trouble in your career with your employer. Um, you might even get um, sanctioned. You might get a verbal or written warning and worst case, fired for gross misconduct. All right. So you have to be careful. Also, if you're an employer, if you are planning on setting up a business in these countries, you have to know about employment law and discrimination and prejudice and the Equality Act. So I'm going to be able to help you a lot with that. That is a coaching and consulting program I'm offering. Um, and you can find out more about that again on my website, ESL Business English Experts, also on initial-impact.com because I consult on both of those. Also coming soon is a new inclusivity site as well. So check out that. So to go back to being struck dumb, it simply means not being able to speak after hearing something surprising. So, you know, when I when I told my friend, his jaw dropped and then he was just struck dumb. He couldn't speak for a few seconds. Right. OK. He absolutely appeared to be rooted to the spot. Now, we we talk about roots of trees. Right. So to be rooted means to be firmly fixed to a position, to the spot. Spot can mean many things, can't it? So you can say, spot the difference. Can you spot the difference? So spot the difference means can you see to spot something? I'm a spotter. I've spotted an error in your writing. Okay, it means I've seen something. Okay, spot can also be used to say I've got a pimple or a blemish on my face. Right, acne spots we call them. Okay, I've got a spot. Okay, I got I got a spot on my face. Right? Okay, or X marks the spot. So on a map, on a treasure map, we might say X marks the spot. Okay, so the place again, the place. So to be rooted to the spot means to be rooted to the place where they were stood. When you told them the news and you made their jaw drop and they became dumbstruck and were unable to speak. And indeed, they were rooted to the spot, meaning unable to move because of hearing or seeing something surprising. All right. When my friend could finally speak, he pulled himself together. That's a good idiom, right? To pull yourself together means to gather yourself, your emotions, your thoughts. He could move again. And he said, well, you could knock me down with a feather. Right. Knock me down with a feather. To knock someone down with a feather means that literally, okay, that someone is extremely surprised. So much so, if you think about it, that they are unable to take in what you're saying. And so much so that even if you had a very lightweight feather from a bird, okay, a little feather from a bird's wing, or you know, then if you push them with it, you could knock them over with it because they are just totally unable to control themselves. They have lost all sense of being able to hold themselves upright, to stay firm or steady because of the shocking news. So you say, well, you could knock me down with a feather. 
and listen to the tone of my voice. This is something else that many of my Korean students struggle with and other, other Asian students, also my Middle Eastern students and students from Turkey, um, you struggle with intonation, okay? So intonation and inflection and stress in your words are key to using English correctly. You can have all the language and idioms in the world, but if you said this, if you said, well, you can knock me down with a feather, doesn't mean anything. It sounds weird. You've got to say, well, you could knock me down with a feather. You've got to really knock me down with a feather. Listen to the pattern, all right? So, well, knock me down with a feather. Well, knock me down with a feather. That's what you want to be saying, not well, you could knock me down with a feather. Okay, that doesn't sound right. You can hear the difference and you can feel the difference. If you are struggling to know how to modulate, perhaps everything you say is like this, everything is flattened, you sound like this, and you are speaking as nothing coming as a surprise, and no one is pressing you and knocking your socks off, and you could be knocked down with a feather. That is awful, right? We can both agree that feels awful to be doing that and probably sounds awful to the other people. If you want to make something engaging, you have to use modulation, inflection, go up and down, like up a hill and down a valley. You cannot just speak flat. Plenty of native speakers out there do speak flat, but you don't want to become one of them, all right? And I can help you with your presentation and your confidence so you sound exceptionally engaging. And your presentations will never be boring, and you will always, always knock people's socks off. Now, let's talk about that one. To knock someone's socks off means it surprises them so much, it impresses them so greatly that literally their socks fly off, right? <laughs> That's a good one to imagine. Remember that one, okay? Remember, if you surprise someone so much, their socks blowing off their feet, all right? Okay, so this is a really good way to link that to an image in your head of somebody being blown away so much by the news you've just given them and impressed greatly that their socks flew off their feet, knock their socks off, right? So if someone says, hey, go knock their socks off today, it means go out there and make a really good impression people today right go and surprise a lot of people and startle them in a good way in a good way all right okay um and you would say well it came as no surprise really so you know my my friend wouldn't have said that he'd have said you know well i didn't think you passed right i didn't think you'd pass at all actually and if you'd have told me mark that you haven't passed i'd have said well that comes as no surprise so if something comes as no surprise it's very simple that just means something that you know will happen. I came as no surprise. I knew that was going to happen. All right. Okay. So this news I'm giving this person absolutely did come as a surprise, which as we said, kind of could knock their socks off, right? Could kind of either surprise them, impress them. Okay. Or just literally, you know, just like walk blown away. Okay. And then he, he would say, you know, look, I'm so sorry about a minute ago. I, I just couldn't speak. Words just, words failed me. Right. Or words failed me. So either of those two. So if somebody tells you something, okay, it's an expression that is used to say, well, you can no longer talk because you're so surprised that you can't think of any good words to describe how they feel. Okay. So how do you feel about the good news? Words fail me. And when we say good words, it doesn't mean like um, positive words necessarily. It just means any decent ways to express themselves. So even if it's really good news, okay, you'd still say, well, words fail me. Words fail me. I, I just don't know. Like if somebody helps you out and you weren't expecting, you'd say, I don't know how to express my gratitude. You know, just words fail me. I'm just, thank you so much. You've just, you've just blown me away. You've blown my socks off, right? Okay. Um, 
So my friend will be saying, look, you know, you just you just knocked my socks off with that news. I'm just, let's tell me, Mark. This is, this is great, right? Okay, it's really nice. And then I looked at him and I, I really had to, you know, I, I raised my eyebrows, right? Now, to raise your eyebrows or to raise someone's eyebrows simply means to cause others to be surprised by saying or doing something strange, okay? So if you're not expecting somebody to say or do something unusual, you can say, wow, that caused me to raise my eyebrows. So my friend saying, you know, seriously, I'm just like, words fail me. I'm like, he's always able to say something. I'm thinking, really? You can't say anything about this, right? Like, really? So you'll hear a lot of, um, it's very kind of British, English, but you'll often hear us doing this and we'll go, really? Really? Like this. If someone says something and you disbelieve them, Okay, you can go, really? Okay. Or if you're not happy, if you're not happy with that attitude, you could go, really? Really? Like, come on. So you hear the inflection. This is why I cannot stress enough how important it's critical for you to work on the intonation and modulation and stress in your words. Because really, used in those different ways, can signal something completely different. So if I go, really? It's like surprise, like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Really? Really? Awesome, right? Amazing. But if I go, really? Really? Are we really doing this today? Okay, are you really going to keep making that noise? Really? It's like, oh, come on, could you just stop? So, you know, you can hear they sound very different and they totally mean something different, but the word is the same. So if you are struggling with that, if you are really having a problem with that, you ought to get yourself some support and I can absolutely help you. And then we might say about something being a bolt from the blue. Okay, so if something is bolt from the blue, any ideas what that might mean? It literally means something unexpected or surprising. Came out of nowhere. His decision, his decision to go and leave the country was a bolt out of the blue. I didn't expect it at all. If something is out of the blue, it means out of the unknown. Anything out of the blue. The news came out of a, out of the blue. Out of the blue, he just announced he was quitting his job. Okay, and you would say that was a real eye opener. Okay, so if you think when someone is surprised and shocked, automatically our eyes open wider to let in more light so that we can react better to the shocking situation. It's a biological response. So the act of opening and widening your eyes because of doing something or seeing something unexpected means it was an eye opener. Right. So I can't believe it. I got fired the other day. I wasn't expecting it. It was a bolt out of the blue. It was a real eye opener. Okay. All right. And then to be blown away, as I said earlier, a bit like blowing your socks off, it just simply means that a person is thoroughly impressed by someone or something, usually when it's not expected. So I was blown away by my test results. It was really great. And to be honest with you, I think my friend was too. I took his breath away. So to shock a person with feelings of excitement or surprise or emotion, maybe that could be they, they start crying, to take someone's breath away. It's just like, oh, be gracious. I, I can hardly breathe, right? I can hardly breathe. You would say that. I can hardly breathe. You took my breath away. And we also say, I can hardly believe my eyes, or I can hardly believe, one can hardly believe one's eyes, right? It's strange, I know, to say one. Usually I just say, I can hardly believe my eyes here. Um, but you can say, I can hardly believe my eyes. You know, um, my friends came all the way from Africa to see me. How amazing. I can hardly believe my eyes. I had to blink twice. I had to blink twice. Like, open shut your eyes to check they're there. Do a double take, all right? And at the end of it, you could just say, when I realized, yep, my friends were here from Africa, it was not a surprise, I was not seeing things, 
I was blown away and I said, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. I can't believe it's really you. So this is weird, right? Well, I'll be. So, well, I will be. I'll be a monkey's uncle. Strange, but true. We say it. It means an expression of surprise or amazement. All right. Okay. So something you didn't expect to happen or to see or to achieve or whatever. It simply is saying, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Because literally, let's face it, you'd think that was fairly impossible to be a monkey's uncle, right? So it's when something you think is practically impossible has been achieved, all right? Now, I hope this has helped surprise you. I hope it's knocked your socks off. I believe that there are some expressions here. There's over 21 idioms there for you um, to really give you a way to express yourself. And hopefully, you can take a few people by surprise when you use them. Because remember, when you do that, you'll sound more like a native speaker. And if you are trying to use this, it will really help you, okay? Really help you impress people. So go and knock someone's socks off today with that. If you want help with any of these issues or intonation and modulation or cross-cultural training, get in touch with me. All the links are down below. And please sign up to my newsletter because you're going to hear about all these latest and newest things before anybody else does, which means you can get the help you need sooner. Take care, keep going, and never stop believing. Hello, everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, all right? So I want to help as many of you as possible. You can get a free 30-minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas, you would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, check out that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching and would like to discuss your plans, then you can hit me up over at initial-impact.com. But both of those sites, the links take you to the same end result, which is a booking page for 30 minutes free of charge to book your session, time and date you pick on Zoom. Also, if you're doing IELTS and OET and you would like help with your written or speaking tasks too, and you don't or can't have the time to book a session with me in person on a live call, which again, I can do. You can get live one-to-one -one coaching on Zoom anytime you like. But if it's hard for you, then take advantage of my IELTS and OET written and spoken task service, which means that you buy credits, 10 credits, 10 tasks, and you can submit your spoken audio files to me for critique and review, and then I will respond within 36 hours with a full review of your transcript and to tell you where you sounded good, where it fell down, and the corrections, okay? And um, for your written IELTS and OET, again, you can select all the tasks on my booking site, which the links are all uh, all available. If you just go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com, you can find all of these services there and follow the links. And what you'll be able to do is get a response from me within 36 hours with correction of your written task. And then you get a chance to do it again with the corrections I've suggested. And I will also expand and give some of the native phrases you might like to consider. So you're going to find out how to make yourself sound better, to hit the magical number um, that you need to get for word count, pass and get the higher grade, and also how to expand your sentences and create essays because many students are struggling to know even how to, to create an academic layout of an essay. Um, you're going to fall down there too.
when it comes to OET, it's slightly different, but the same process applies. When we look at how you structure those referral letters and how you uh, write the client and the patient notes. Okay, so it's very specific depending on whether it's OET or IELTS. Um, I do it all. Me and my team, we are here to help you. Okay, so don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, please, 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 if you'd like to purchase any books, then you can get that from the bookstore links. Again, you'll find those all on the site. So good luck, everybody, and hope to help you soon.